0: summer skate studios analytics and eyeballs is brought to you by top golf at every top golf it's about fun climate controlled bays increased safety measures with your choice of games as well as our sports bar and restaurant see your local top golf location or topgolf.com summer skates shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team caesar's entertainment resorts and casinos From coast to coast and beyond, wherever you need to be, Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos has a destination that suits your style. Jets Pizza. With six different styles of pizza, eight different types of crust, to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota. Earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, Every day for over 50 years. Metro by T-Mobile. Go to Metro by T-Mobile.com to find your perfect plan. All of which come with the power of T-Mobile's 5G network. M-Drive. Our boost and burn is specifically designed to help get you active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at M-Drive for men.com. Drury Suites. Find out why we say our home is your home visit droryhotels.com jesse ray's barbecue award-winning barbecue for your next catered event a concert at allegiant stadium or at 5611 south valley view boulevard in las vegas analytics and eyeballs from the summer skate studios is a part of the ice time hockey sw.com network here are your hosts scott strandy and jordan McAlpine.
1: Well, welcome in, everybody, to a fabulous Monday night in Denver, Colorado. Scott Strandy with you tonight. No Jordan McAlpine because I've got Paul Hornstein with me. Uh, Paul, how are you? Uh,
0: I'm not getting paid enough for this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you well, Hold on a minute. You got paid something?
0: Uh, well, no, I. that's why I said I'm not getting paid enough for this.
1: Uh, It was the enough part that confused me. I thought maybe you were getting something that I wasn't, and I was going to check in on that. But anyway. Well, you should. (laughs) It's analytics and eyeballs, and uh, it's another special night tonight because I just had a chance to visit this morning with the head coach of the Denver Pioneers, David Carl, um, in his office, recorded it. Uh, You gave me a couple of questions for him. I got them answered. And uh, we're going to hear from uh, Coach Carl here in just a minute or so. No, nah, no, nah, I'm lying. How about 10 minutes or so? <laughs> but anyway, um, so that was a good time. And uh, now have the uh, Avalanche and Oilers on, tied at one, just past the midway point uh, of the you,
0: you gave away the coach's secret.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. He but tried... that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know, the coach works hard. To, to <laughs> yes, he does.
0: Yeah. You know, understand that he's. This is going to go out at nine thirty or nine forty-five Eastern time, which is you know the time zone that everybody understands. They also understand mountains time zones. They don't you live there. If you live oh, there. okay, <laughs> I
1: love it. Uh, anyway, so so and I was trying to think. How do I tie this into uh to uh um analytics and eyeballs, so I was talking to coach about that today before we got on the air, and I said, you know, this is typically analytics and eyeballs, so let me do this. You have nine wins. If you get one more, that'll be 10. What does 10 mean to you? And he answered that question for me very well. Uh, we're going to hear from him. So 9 plus 1 equals 10. What does it mean in the world of college hockey?
0: Um, it means, you know, Means uh, ten.
1: <laughs> it means ten national championships. Uh, so if you've been under a rock or something since April, um, you probably uh, don't know that the uh Col- the Colorado <laughs> Denver Pioneers uh, are NCAA national champions for the ninth time, and they did so in Boston. And Coach talked about that too, about being in Boston and what it was like, and all that good stuff. What he didn't. Uh, get aired, and uh, that that was totally my fault. The mic didn't turn on immediately, but he did tell us about, um, or told me anyway, that the uh, the team had a lot of fun over the last two months. They were bent everywhere and treated like celebrities in the state of Colorado. They've been to Eagles game. They were at the Avalanche game. They were at a Nuggets game. They were at a Rockies game. They were at city council. They were at state at the state legislature. They were uh, just just about everywhere. So. Uh, no surprise on that. He did also tell us uh, that the uh, the uh, announcement will be made this sometime this week that they will have a full schedule. And um, should I tell everybody how many home games they're going to have or do you want to wait and let coach say it?
0: Uh, I, I don't know why
1: you wouldn't let the coach say it. To be honest, okay, well, let the coach say it. But, yeah, so he also gave us a couple of little nuggets that might be happening, talked about some of his players, not only the uh, – the newcomers, but also uh, the two guys that they grabbed out of the portal, of course, last year we know they only took one, right. that being Cameron right this year they took two. Um, he talked about the strength of his team, and uh, we'll hear about that as well and which Paul, if you, Paul was curious about that
0: yeah, which you know obviously if you uh, if you look at it, it's not that hard to figure out, but um, you know I don't want to make it sound like I'm any sort of genius in.
1: And him that, <laughs> well, you know, when, when, when you said that to ask him that, and I did ask him, I started thinking to myself, I'm going like, okay, I know what he's going to say, but goodness gracious, the other end of the opposite of what he didn't say is pretty darn good too, at least on paper. So they may not have the experience uh, as the, as the side that we, we discussed, but um, that they, they certainly have, have talent. So, so we'll find out exactly how that works. Uh, yeah, up I mean, you know, as things get going here,
0: I mean, sure. I mean, you know, we gotta sit there and and like I said, you 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 look at the roster and and this is not to to make it sound like uh the team's not gonna be any good or, or they're not. I mean, you know, they're just reloading. I mean, which is what that comes down to. But, um. You know, they're kind of going to be the opposite of what they did last year or how they went into last season in terms of, you know, what they had coming back and what they had, uh, you know, what they had to try and figure out. Um, And, you know, that's the way it works, right? When you're in college sports, your team changes all the time.
1: Yeah we'll uh, we got into that too, and that will uh, be a topic when when, when we're done uh, with the visit from coach. Right. Um, you and I can kind of break down uh, what he had to say. So lots of good things going on in in Colorado, lots of good things going on in college hockey um, with the fact that uh, not, not only teams are reloading, but new teams are coming in. I, I want to ask you this because we kind of ran out of time, but in last night's show, Were you surprised at all when uh, Rick Zombo, the head coach at Lindenwood, said, Yeah, I got 30 games scheduled? Well, (laughs) yeah, I was. (laughs) Uh,
0: I don't know how you wouldn't be.
1: (laughs) So that's the analytics part again. He's got 30 games. Now, he said that only four of them at this point were at home. Right. But goodness gracious, take it 30 games. That's pretty impressive in your first year and and late first year, right? I mean, that yeah, was yeah. that was I mean, late March or April when he started scheduling.
0: Yeah, it's just it's it's craziness. Um, you know, the fact that um, that they got as many D1 games as, as they got I mean, just based on, you know, what the coach said last night is crazy. Um, we talk about we talk about how you know s- some of the schools need to step up, and clearly, um, well, listen, it's not like they're going to Linden. they're not it's not like they're going to Linden with the play. So let's not. I don't I don't I don't want to pat people on the back too much, but
1: um but but still Paul in the world of pairwise the
0: game, no I get it
1: in the world of pairwise just playing a, a brand new team is something that uh, uh, should be credited to uh, the coach the other coaches wanting to grow the game
0: oh no there's no listen I don't want I I'm, I, I understand that too uh, when we see the full schedule um we'll get a better feel for uh What's going on? Um, maybe we can uh, get it out of Coach Riley tomorrow, whether or not those games against L.I.U. are here or there.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rick didn't want to give us any. I don't know if he knew. <laughs> uh, no, believe I, me, he, I think he, when he says he leaves his stuff at the office, I believe he leaves his stuff at the office.
0: I don't doubt that. I do the same thing. I don't take work home. I don't want to. Uh, very rarely do I take work home. Uh, but I don't have the paperwork that uh, you know that, that that he does as 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 a Division One coach. So um, you know I don't want to uh, make it sound like uh, my uh, level of interaction with my paperwork is the same as his because it's not. I go out of my way to avoid paperwork. So.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Well, I think I think that's a good way to leave this. So let's uh, take a quick break. Let's come back. Okay. I'll get set up uh, with the interview from Coach Carl. We'll play it, and then we'll discuss it afterwards and, uh, and find out what uh, is happening for the Denver Pioneers in about three minutes.
2: At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season, doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind The Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com.
3: More
0: than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv.
2: Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates, Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at IcetimeHockeySW.com.
0: Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said It's been running through my head Locked and loaded
1: right. Still got it Still got it Who's old now? Question,
2: comment, let us hear from you on our text message line at 303 943 3772. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs.
1: Indeed, this is Analytics and Eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co host tonight, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, I got a little cloudiness, a little rain, a little something here and there. Uh, I don't know what you have, but tell us about your weather while I set this, uh, this clip up with uh, David Carl, okay?
3: Well,
0: listen, while you set this up, I mean, uh, it was another beautiful day here. Hopefully this lasts a while. Um, I, I personally have no problems with it. Um, high 70s, sunshine. What what, what could be better?
1: <laughs> uh, I hear you. I got something that's better. The head coach of the national champion, oh, okay. Denver Pioneers, is going to be joining us in just one second. You no, know, with these electronic stuff, but we're rocking and rolling now. So, um, okay. So, as we talk about where we're headed and uh, where the Pioneers are headed in uh, 2022, 23, you got some guys coming back. You reached into the portal for a couple maybe this time, and you got some great kids coming in. Where do you see the uh, Pioneers right now?
3: Yeah, I mean, we, we really like where we're at. Um, the roster continues to take shape for next year. It's, you know, in today's um, game, you don't know the whole player pool, you know, in the month of February, March, or even April sometimes. And so um, that, that I think is critical. And then you don't know how guys' decision-making process are going to go on your own team. So you have to remain pretty flexible and uh, aware of what's out there and what could be out there. And um, I think our our staff uh, on the recruiting front, led by Tavis McMillan, um, has done an exceptional job having his pulse on uh, who's available and whatnot. And we love the the players we have coming in. Um, Obviously, if you look at last year's team, we lose six of our top nine forwards. Um, We think we can replace some of that internally um with people who played big minutes for us maybe in quote unquote the bottom of our lineup last year but then the people coming in um is going to make that really competitive um with the five freshmen in the in the two uh transfers in Dornbrock as a as a grad transfer bros as a regular transfer um and then the five freshmen we got the two fins of matica and salman coming. uh aiden thompson a local product reger lorenz Um, out of Alberta, and then Tristan Lemire, who had, you know, a 25-30 goal year uh, in the USHL with Dubuque. So, uh, up front, I think there's a lot of turnover, but uh, the group, it'll take us some time to get it to gel together as to who fits where, Uh, but we're excited about the group and and what it could be, and at the end of the day, um, our goaltending is back, and our, our top 5D are back, and so I think that's critical, or going to be critical to the success of our team as we try and uh, bring these young freshmen forwards along and see how they gel and implement into how we play. Um, you know, the forf- the focus of our team will be on the goal and the back end early um, to let our forwards get their feet underneath them much different than last year, where it was kind of the forward group that, that in the goaltending that was trying to get our decor, uh, which was so young, allow them time to develop and get their feet underneath them. So every year brings unique and different challenges, but we're really excited about the group uh, coming back and the and the new people that are coming.
1: So when you come off a national championship like this, and you've seen a few of them here at Denver, nine of them to be exact, um, any any worries that the guys may or uh, thinking about being champions and and not wanting to uh, fulfill what it takes to win number 10?
3: Um, I don't think so. I mean, there's just human nature. I mean, there's, there's definitely a a time where they need to enjoy, um, you know, winning a national championship. And I think they've done that here in the spring quarter. And um, the further you get away from it, the more um, I would say compartmentalize it as you get to enjoy it in moments. Um, now together and but you you still have to you know find a way to turn the page and um, a huge part of why people come to college is uh, the opportunity in the off season to train and and get in the weight room and get better uh, for their own uh, development and their own careers and so that's been a little bit of our message too is like you you know we need to make sure we're taking advantage of this time um, so that everyone can take steps um, into Uh, what your career wants to be and so um, it'll be an ongoing uh, discussion early in the year about working on turning the page but at the end of the day I think we do have a really competitive group Um, they're going to be hungry to win again and um, you know I don't it's not a huge concern um, in my mind at this moment.
1: You know I had a chance to visit with Cam Wright uh, afterwards and um, when I asked him uh, about things I said did coach ever mentioned number 10 or is it always number nine? He goes, no, the focus was winning number nine, but I know he wants to win number 10. You made it no secret. How important is number 10 being the first to get to 10?
3: Yeah, I mean, um, again, obviously you can't get to 10 without nine. And so, um, that was, uh, critical, um, for our group. And, um, I think when you, you go back up, you know, 30,000, 40,000 feet, um, you know, we're, we're in competitive athletics and, um, it's a situation where it's, it's very different than, than pro hockey. And, um, you know, we want to be the program that is known as the best program in college hockey. And, um, I think, uh, we may believe that internally already, but if you're the first to 10, then I don't think anyone can argue that fact. And, um, it's something that, that certainly our staff, uh, myself has, has been focused on and, um we're really excited now that we get that opportunity um starting this fall to chase number 10.
1: let me ask you this about uh, college hockey it's, it's changed a lot during the pandemic a lot of people said oh death nail coming college hockey's in trouble um that really wasn't the case we've seen new teams coming on i know you've taken on the opportunity to play some of the new teams and we'll continue to do that but what's your view of college hockey right now how solid is it
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I think it's solid, but it's, it is a very changing landscape right now, um, with the NCAA and, um, the transformation committee and things that they're, uh, now they don't create legislation, but things that they're going to put forth, um, not only for college hockey, but for all of college athletics. So, um it's it's really unique right now. Um the conference landscape continues to be something that is hotly talked about, um, with the number of independents that we have. So, you know, I think they're generally they're all good problems. Um, people are talking about uh adding more teams and where do they fit and um more money coming into the game and so I think it's um that it's a good thing for the health of programs and and for um, the student athletes and their opportunities um, at the college level. And, um, you know, I think it will be important that some of these independents um, do find homes at some point uh, to get into a conference and just have that burden of, of not having to schedule so many games um, on them. And that's that's upon the rest of us to try and figure out a way to make that work. And it's upon them to, to continue to seek uh, membership with with one of the six conferences that are out there.
1: Give me a thumbnail of what it's like um, from the frozen face-off to winning the national championship. Um, How do you keep yourself so level-headed? Or is that just what I see on the outside?
3: (laughs) Uh, You're just referencing the loss in the frozen Uh, face-off? Well, from
1: playoff time, when you know it's one and done, from that loss forward, how do you keep yourself level going through until you actually win this whole thing?
3: I think um, a lot of it is you just trust the work that's been put in um you know and you get to these one and dones and it's it's really hard and we won uh three one goal games um you know and the the last one wasn't a 5-1 hockey game uh you know so i think at the end of the day though you you have trust and belief um in your leadership group and in their ability to have control of the room and we felt that um certainly at different moments throughout the year but probably at the pinnacle, um, having lost that game against Duluth in the frozen face-off. Um, you know, our our coach's room is kind of in the locker room, just separated by a wall and a door. And so you could hear what the guys were saying. And um, they were saying all the right things. And, you know, it's just like we were really confident that the group had, or the leadership group had control of the room. And we really just came in and reiterated the same message and, and shared with them that, you guys know what's right and what's wrong at this point of the year. Now it's it's go time, and we got to turn the page from this. And a um, little history lesson too. Like not many teams have gone on to win the Frozen Faceoff and um, gone on to a Frozen Four. I think Duluth's maybe done it twice, but um, we've certainly never done it in in our two years winning the Frozen Faceoff. We didn't make the Frozen Four the next weekend, so. Um, you know, I think it's just an ability to, to be able to compartmentalize, take things, experiences for, for what they are, um, learn from them and, and be able to move on and trust in your process and your preparation. I think that's what our leadership group um, did such a good job of. And I think my calmness has probably built a lot in, in the trust that we have in that group.
1: So I've been to a lot of Frozen 4s. Tell me about this one for you, because I thought it was electric, especially coming off the pandemic. I looked at your guys as they walked in every day, and uh, I could see in their eyes, it was kind of like, wow, this is big time. Your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, no, I thought Boston did a, an excellent job uh, from the police escorts to the red carpet entries and um, just a beautiful venue. Um, you know, they, they do did such a great job, in my opinion, with you know the hotels the organization the logistics of it all um i think made the experience really special um for our kids and what a great just the fans and the support um in that community without having a boston area school i think there was a little bit of maybe concern with that but um obviously wasn't with with the crowds that were drawn um and just speaking to our two games it was you could definitely sense the crowd and um we were real fortunate to have a a good contingency of people come from from denver and supporting us and um, a lot of denver jerseys in the stands and um, that was that was a lot of fun too because that section was uh you know right behind our bench so our guys could kind of feed off that and feel that um so i just yeah all in all was was an unbelievable experience um throughout the whole time there
1: Well, I can tell you this. When I flew back, I think there was a flight to Denver on United every hour, and they were full of Pioneers fans. (laughs) From about 4 in the morning, my flight was, I think, 5. But uh, every flight was full. They were excited. It's carried over. And uh, I saw the response here at the reception, and you had your team awards, and all that stuff has played out. Um, Now you're building for next year, and a big icebreaker tournament coming in. You guys are going to be one of the hosts. how excited are you for that to kick off the season with the icebreaker?
3: Yeah, we have a. I think our schedule will be released here um, sometime this week, and so what I can say is, you know, we have 12 non-conference games, 10 of which are at home, um, in addition to an exhibition game, and and then obviously our regular 12 uh, conference games. So, you know, we're going to have 23 home games this year, um, which is a real high level. We we hope to be able to capitalize on. On the momentum created by this championship, um, we're trying to get a game down at Ball Arena uh, against CC, um, and hopefully sell that place out. But those are those are just some things that are that are in the works, and it starts with the icebreaker with Notre Dame and Maine um, coming into our building. Two um, you know big hockey powers, and um, you know I think at the end of the day you want to play good teams, and um, to start this uh, the year against uh, Notre Dame who. Uh, did a lot of activity in the portal um, this spring and they're returning a very good team that that went uh, you know to the final eight this past year and then Maine I think Ben Barr's doing an excellent job um, up there just getting things turned around and going in the right direction so um, yeah we're really excited hoping uh, for obviously two sold out crowds uh, for the icebreaker thinking doing it the split format with us in Air Force all the games are um, prime time starts so really for uh notre dame and maine i think it makes the experience much better for them Um, they're not playing an afternoon game um, or one team's not playing two afternoon games on on a venue in front of nobody Um, so everybody gets to play in front of sold out buildings um, which i think makes the experience for the student athletes all the better
1: Okay. So what's in the water in Colorado? I mean, your success, uh, the avalanche obviously having success, the Eagles did very well this year. Um, Colorado college on the rise, uh, the Falcons trying to respond. Um, give us the thumbnail sketch of hockey in Colorado.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, um, is very strong right now, obviously, uh, between our program and the avalanche, um, you know in the eagles and what they're doing you know i think that the avalanche partnership with the eagles and bringing them up to the american league level um you know has been great but that community's always supported hockey at a, at a really high level whether they were in the central hockey league or the east coast hockey league um it's been a phenomenal venue from from ralph backstrom's early days there so um you know i don't know what to tell you it's 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 exciting time though in, in colorado i think uh first time for the abs and the conference finals and um, 20 years, and um, obviously they got a stranglehold on the series now, up three nothing, and uh, would just be uh, really special to see them uh, finish it off here uh, tonight and and have an opportunity to play for the Stanley Cup and and potentially have that awarded um, in our city as well. I think. Uh, when they do well, we all do well. And uh, it gets kids interested in hockey. You Look at um, someone like Troy Terry. He was four years old when the Avs won the cup back in 01. And, um, you know, I think that that's critical for our recruiting pipeline. Um, and things like that, just the effect that they have on the community and people wanting to play. So um, all very good, and um, we're looking forward to uh, – the game's probably going on right now as we're talking, but uh, looking hopefully for they can finish it off and, and sweep this series.
1: So I'm going to give you one word, and you tell me what you think of it. I When I think of your team and the Avalanche and certainly the Eagles, I think of depth your thought on the depth and how important that is because your depth guys did a fantastic job for you this year
3: yeah i agree um you know i think that we we did do a great job and again that starts with recruiting um at and dallas and um you know it, it's it takes our guys checking their ego at the door too because they could likely be somewhere else and, and play more but Um, we want people that want to be a part of something special and they and that wanna win and, and are willing to um you know put them or put the team in front of themselves and and that's a huge part of why we won this year was our depth, but our commitment um to understanding how valuable that was and that everyone played a role um in our victories and um obviously we're trying to replicate that again um this next year with with again solid depth and goal with with Maddie and Magnus back with our top five D back bringing in um, two freshmen um, who are going to compete with Lane Krensen, um for minutes and and then up front there's you know it's wide open so um, losing six of our top nine and guys internally who we think can be promoted but certainly guys from the outside coming in that uh, that will push for ice time and we think that that internal competition only help us and drive us but it's got to be used in the right way and that's our job as coaches it's our, our leadership group's job to get people um to buy into that and see the value of it and try and do something really special um again next season
1: coach i appreciate your time as always i got my fingers crossed but it's june now and i think uh cole gutman's not coming back is he uh, uh
3: the door the door <laughs> is wide open for him to come back but uh no i can i can tell you that he won't be all right,
1: coach that's coach david carl with the
3: uh, university of denver pioneers
1: the national champions in analytics and eyeballs we appreciate him for his time thank you okay there you go you had a chance to hear from the uh, head coach of the national champion denver pioneers um paul um yeah. you know the drill on this one now we got time to talk about this and analyze it if you will and uh, we can't really see it. I mean, I could see him, but you couldn't, but. <laughs> well, all I know is he
0: said the door was wide open for Cole Gutman and to walk in and he got blindsided because you walked in instead. So, uh, yeah, that's I, I definitely that's not quite the quite same, my was, friend. I don't think it was you That was quite what he was hoping for.
1: Well, you know what they say, right? If you leave a door open, look out.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, um, none of this is you know I mean when you win you get more attention and it's not a shock that Denver lost a lot of that scoring I mean um, you know you look at, at, at the guys that that left and you know they either ran out of time or you know are getting that pro paycheck now and you know, that's that, that's what happens with college sports. I mean, that's, you know, the roster, you hope it doesn't turn over that much from year to year, but you know it's going to. Um, and I think that, you know, maybe if that game that they're going to open up with against Notre Dame would be played in in January, you would probably have a much different look and feel to that game. Uh, considering that Notre Dame is usually a defense first team uh, kind of the opposite of most of the big ten teams and while Denver will have uh, talent up front coming back, you know the coach said it himself right yeah you, know, you lose six of your nine top scores and and there's gonna be experimentation going on uh, you know in those opening weeks of practice and, and when you when you get actual into games because you're not quite sure how your combinations are going to work but you know they're going to have the defense and goaltending so um what might be a game that would be very contrasting in styles later in the season is very much going to be mirror images of themselves um and this is not knocking anybody's play, but um, Denver's defensemen uh, will definitely be able to help their offense a lot because they are so mobile and they are so offensively gifted uh, on top of being good defensemen. So you're gonna be in a situation where um obviously the forwards are gonna to have to get back, but Denver will still be able to get out of their zone on most nights. Shai Boom, Sean Barons, Jack Devine, uh, you know Justin Lee coming back, Anthony Tuamisto. I mean that's when you don't have to replace when you basically only have to replace one of your top six defensemen. That's a good way to start the season.
1: Yeah, and a guy like Lane Crenson got a lot of time um last year with injuries and different things. And um, you know, I think he's gonna be a, a difference maker this year, of course. Let's not forget about Mike Benning, who no, had a fantastic I, I know, listen, year. I, I, I mean, we can go down the list. I mean, just you know, you know name everybody, I give me that's your <laughs> but when I talk about um, this offense, and I, I think I'm going to go right back to where it was last year, Paul, because remember I said um, last year I thought the, uh, the Pioneers were uh, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Okay, they had a big chip on their shoulder uh, in the summertime, and, and they were ready to prove things um, wrong from what happened the year before. Uh, they did it. They won a national championship. So I think this year it's all going to start with the leadership in about a month or so when they start working out with the strength and conditioning coaches and, um, they start bonding together and some of the professional guys come back for workouts. I know that's a huge thing. Um, when they have like captain captain's practices with former pioneers that are now NHLers and AHLers, uh, come back and start skating with these guys. They learn a lot and they learn how to bond because, uh, a lot of schools are like this, but boy, Denver's got a really strong alumni base within the program.
0: Well, I mean, listen, let's let's face it. I mean, you know, you're one of the older programs in college hockey. You have the history. You now have nine national championships. Um these guys are gonna have to learn now to play with the target on their backs. You know, that'll be different from last year when as you say, they they came in with a chip on their shoulders. The way the year before ended. Um, I mean, listen, every, every, everybody's going to sit there and say we know we know what the we know what the lines are. Oh uh, well, you know this is a different team. We start from scratch. Blah blah, blah. and that is true. But that doesn't mean everybody else is not going to come for you, right? Hey, we wanted to be we want to knock off the defending champs.
1: So you know, hey, we heard that last night from from Rick Zomble. He was like, <laughs> "We we want to win. We want to win right now, and and uh, it doesn't matter who we're up against. We yeah. want to win." So you know that every other team is ready to knock off Denver. You know, my um, guess,
0: my guess is, and and obviously, uh, I I don't make preseason polls because they're ridiculous. Um, but Denver will probably be preseason. Maybe not number. I mean, they might be one, but losing all that scoring, they probably won't be. But it's not like they'll be out of the top ten. So.
1: I can't see them being any lower than two or three. (laughs) But I don't know how I don't know how you start the season without having the uh, defending champions with their two goaltenders coming back, five of their six top defensemen, and uh, a sophomore group that's going to be phenomenal. You mentioned Jack Devine. But you think of uh, guys like uh, Owen Ozar and Massimo Rizzo and uh, Carter King and Carter Mazer, right there. I just rattled off two lines for you that uh, oh, no, listen, have a year of experience under their belt in NCAA hockey.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're you're gonna have some guys up front that you know uh, w- will be dangerous. There's no question about that. But, um. You know, like I said, it's just too early. Uh, top five, probably. Uh, could they be one? Sure, they could be. Um, but this is why preseason polls are ridiculous.
1: Okay, so uh, let me ask you about this: twenty-three home games, only uh, second to Arizona State, and they're twenty-four. Right. Um, That—that's pretty impressive. And I guess when you're the defending national champions, you can kind of lay it out there and say, "You come to us, huh?"
0: Uh well it looks that way right <laughs> I mean um <laughs> I mean that's 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 you know 23 now we don't know if that includes or doesn't include a uh, the game he was talking about against uh CC potentially to be played at uh, the home of the Avalanche
1: Ball Arena, Ball arena. Ball arena. yeah yep.
0: Uh, I, I you know. I was told that they make other things besides glass jars, but
1: hard for me. <laughs> they make a great aluminum cup. I'm gonna okay, send you I'm one. I'm gonna send you an aluminum cup because it keeps the beer nice and cold, ball.
0: Well, I got my koozie from oh, summer's Cases.
1: Yeah, well, that that helps, but yeah. that an aluminum cup. Oof, these okay, ball nah, aluminum listen, cups are I'm unbelievable. But anyway, uh, I'm spending. off on a tangent.
0: Um, you know, uh, two of those home games are against ASU. Um. So we know that. So I, we he didn't tell us who the road, the two non-conference road games are against, but that's okay. And um, I, I think we felt- can
1: assume Lindenwood told us that they're going to Denver. So I would think that that's going to be uh, we, two we of only, those.
0: The only thing we know is that Denver's schedule will come out Wednesday morning
1: after <laughs> we done the show tomorrow night. Yeah, that was the way it worked. Thanks, right? guys. well we can put it together but we won't steal their thunder we'll let them burn it out they're the defending champions but um okay so a couple of things i want to ask you about we talked about their goaltenders coming back i think it's going to be a real battle between magnus and matt davis i think those two might actually alternate back and forth
0: i i don't know if they'll alternate I, i i don't see that most coaches don't like to do that um do I think that uh, Matt Davis will get more than six games? Yeah, he, he's going to get more than six. Um, uh, is that going to be a knock on Magnus Crona if if he if he does? No, it's not. I mean, assuming the season goes in relative normal Denver fashion. You know, I I could see Matt Davis getting a dozen games.
1: Yeah, I could too. I could definitely see that.
0: And you know, knowing that the net will probably be his for the next two years, and of course, we never know about injuries, right? Not that we want to wish injuries on anybody, but
1: how about a talking man? That happens.
0: It's it's exactly right, a talking. Um, and you know, but I I I think now that the the coaching staff has gotten a, a a good look at Matt Davis, and I know you were waving his 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 banner last year for a while. Um,
1: Kid is really good, and he's cool, calm, and collected, which is well, what you want in net.
0: You know, and and you would expect as a freshman not to get the minutes as a goalie. That you know, your experienced guy who's going to get in. It's not like uh, Magnus. Uh you know, he struggled a little bit as a sophomore but came on big time last year as a junior, came back to what we expected. Um after the first say 6 weeks of the season. Oh. Um, yeah, he had a
1: real nice scoreless uh run there for a while. Uh that yeah. I know coach Mayotte doesn't want to talk about, but anyway, yeah, well, that he was part of it. <laughs> right.
0: Um, so I I could see Matt Davis getting a dozen games uh, assuming all things normal. Out of forty, uh, out of thirty-four or thirty-six games, I don't think they play at uh, the Alaska schools. But uh, I think when you play that icebreaker, you get a couple of extra games, as if you were playing games up in Alaska. So, um, but I could definitely see Matt Davis getting a few more starts this year uh, than he did as a freshman, because, like I said, the coaches know him now they've seen him play under the bright lights and they can be more confident in how he's going to play and not have to overuse one goalie.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, so, so let's kind of break down the defensive core. We know there's a ton of experience coming back five out of six and Lane Crenzen being another guy, as I mentioned already that um, it saw a lot of time last year because of injuries and various things. So, um, that, that's going to be good, but, um, auntie to uh, the stay at home, solid defenseman. And then of course the two freshmen from last year, shy Buyam and Sean Barron's, um, just one year bigger, one year smarter, one year more experienced.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, without having the pairs in front of me that they used last year, um, I don't think there'll be too many changes. I mean, why would you do that?
1: You know, yeah, good point. I, I, and I didn't mention Mike Benning, who uh, I thought was superb last year. And of course uh, the stay at home, maybe the captain of this team, Justin Lee uh, coming back from uh, the Manitoba kid. That uh, is going to be uh, yeah, I mean he's just a force out there. He's so big, so strong, and he plays so smart.
0: Well, and 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 remember, Benning on out of everybody on this team. And and I know that some people don't like the plus minus stat, but when you're on this team and you're not just the leader uh, in 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 the plus minus category, but you are almost 10 more and everybody else on the team. And the only guy that was close is gone. And Bobby Brink, everybody else. He was in the thirties, Benning and everybody else is in the low twenties.
1: Yep. Good point. So, Very good point.
0: You know, uh, and the, he was uh, averaging almost a point a game.
1: Uh, the other defenseman that's coming back, Kyle Mayhew for his fifth year, uh, I think that's going to be a big stabilizer. I said, uh, captain wise, maybe it's uh, Justin Lee, but it could very well be Kyle Mayhew too. I know he was a huge leader in the locker room, and I'm sure that uh, he will pick up right where he left off last year.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't see that group changing all that much. Um, you would expect uh, one of the defensemen to be a captain, and even where one of the A's now. You know they might change how they rotate it uh, in terms of how they uh, how they put one guy in. You know how they you know they might give it to one of the forwards. There's no reason why they wouldn't, except that that's where all their experience is, is in the back line.
1: Um, yeah, and, and like I said, you you talk about experience on the back line, and and in years, yeah, there's experience, but boy that freshman and sophomore group last year got a lot of opportunities uh, to offensively those forwards well yeah, and, and mean... if you add a couple more um, I'm you know I don't know we know about Tristan Bros or Bros or whatever you want to call him uh coming in I think Bros is the official yeah but anyway uh, we know about him coming from Minnesota um, Dornbacher, what do you know about him
0: uh well you know he's bringing uh, clearly, as a grad transfer from Harvard, the uh, the coach is saying, "I'd like to have just a little bit more uh, experience in my locker room." You know, not to have uh, all those basically freshmen and sophomores up front. Okay, um, you know this this will give them you know somebody uh, in the forward room, or you know however they break that down. I, you know, it's not like uh, football where they have a quarterback room and a running back room because you know they have ninety five locker rooms or whatever you know meeting rooms and all that other nonsense. Um, but clearly the coach was looking. You know went specifically looking for a little bit of uh, experience as a forward and and I think that's where dornbach will 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 you know will be bringing that to their locker room and you know he's from Harvard, so he's not
1: uh, so he's kind of smart is that what you're saying
0: well, he's well. <laughs> He, of course, he's smarter than we are, but that, that, doesn't, take much. that doesn't
1: take much. No. Uh, is it uh, Dornbach or Dornbacher? Because now I'm confused.
0: Well, I, man, we confuse one the of kids. them. No, it's Dornbach.
1: It's Dornbach, it's Dornbach. Dornbach. Okay, yeah. I, call, I call him Dornbacher. I don't know. Um, you be wrong, but, yeah, he'll straighten me out. I'm sure when I get yeah, to uh, sure. get to some practices. Uh, I mean, but anyway, I'm
0: sure the Coach will still be hoping that uh, Colt Gutman walks in the door instead of you, but. <laughs>
1: very well possible. Um the other one that really intrigue other two that really intrigue me are the the two fins. And uh, that's what coach calls them. Yeah, we got the two fins coming. <laughs> and well,
0: uh, I mean you can't I I wouldn't even pretend to have any clue about that.
1: Uh, well, they're going to even... they're going to be draft picks up if they aren't already. I don't know. I didn't have looked that closely, but I uh, believe
0: Well, one is a New Jersey Devils draft pick third uh, I'm rounder. sorry. Uh, I'm Samu sorry. Salmanin. um Yeah, not the right Devils, but you know, hey, that's the way it is. <laughs>
3: um,
0: uh, the other one, uh, Miko Matika. Uh, maybe he, maybe he's draft eligible this year. I don't know. Um, he's. I can't keep track of uh, the guy's born in 2003. 2000, all I know is uh, when I listen to him say Troy Terry. Uh, was four years old in two thousand whatever when the last time the avalanche won two thousand one. Oh, no two thousand
1: one. That makes you feel, no ashes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah. The the other thing, giving back to Coach uh Carl and what he said was when I was asking him about um what was happening at um uh, uh, with the with the college ranks altogether. He he feels it's very solid. But uh, he wouldn't go to the point of adding two more conferences like we all think is going to happen. Maybe he thinks that he just wasn't going to go there. But he did say, Paul, that he he did feel like it was going to be necessary for, as we've been saying for a long time, is that these independents have to try to find a home somewhere, somehow.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, we know that. I mean, that's, you know, that's a given. Um, And I think right now everybody's waiting for this, Transformation, uh, whatever they're calling it, meeting or c- convention or what have you. So people are kind of keeping everything close to the vest, waiting to see what happens. But, um, you know, who knows what rules could be changed? Who knows? Uh, what things that can be done now won't be able to be done then. Although it's probably more likely to go in the other direction. Things that can't be done now will be able to be done. Um, that could change the landscape very much. Um, the, the, the one thing I hope they don't do. Um, and I'm all for, uh, You know, making sure as many scholarships can be given out as possible. But there just, there still has to be some sort of guideline. Um, Or you're going to see certain teams that have far more resources than others. You know, basically destroy the uniqueness of college hockey where the smaller schools can compete with the bigger schools
1: yeah I totally agree with you um, I don't and know I, and
0: I hope that the, that the powers that be whoever they end up being you know unfortunately it probably won't be us But
3: <laughs> bummer
0: <laughs> yeah I know um, keep that in mind as they go through this. Um, or we know that certain schools have more money. Uh, even for a quote unquote small school. And you know. And good for them. But the the guidelines right now. Keep college hockey. The, like I said the uniqueness of it is that St. Cloud can play with Michigan. Yeah, good points. That, that Minnesota State can play with Boston College.
1: Yep, all good stuff. Uh, I do want to mention as well, as I look through the uh, the transfer portal one more time and I realize in the NCHC, Denver picked up two, um, Miami one, Minnesota Duluth two, North Dakota three, Omaha one, St. Cloud state three. Um, Western Michigan picked up five. Am I missing anybody, Paul?
0: Uh, you haven't said CC, but maybe they didn't They to... didn't
1: pick up anybody. That's exactly okay, my well, point. They built on what they what had and to. with freshmen. So, um, kudos to, uh, <laughs> to, uh, coach Mayotte as, uh, as uh, he continues to build the program the way he wants to build the program. And I'm not surprised, you know, that his ties with the uh, national team and he's, uh, he, he believes in that, right. And uh, bringing them along and, and treating them that way. So um, I think that's, uh, that's going to be uh, something to watch all year. is just how much they come along. Well, in that point,
0: thank you for leading me into a, a couple of notes here. Um, Not that I want to not talk about C.C. and Chris Mayotte. um, But his mentor, so to speak, uh, Nate Lehman, just signed a contract extension.
1: Congratulations.
0: Scott Sandlin signed one as well. So we don't want to leave that out. You know, we have to mention that. I didn't think it was that shocking information where I left you speechless. But it could have been. I mean, you know, uh, not that anybody expected Nate Lehman to go anywhere. Um, which also does kind of, and I kind of wish that we'd had a chance here to uh, to Find out. Uh, just,
1: just... Uh, You're back. I lost you there for the whole thing, so I have no idea what you said, but I'm I'll say talking yes about to Nate it.
0: Lehman. I'm just talking about Nate Lehman and Scott Sandlin signing contract extensions.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised at either one of those. Um, and like I said, the, and then let's talk about the new uh, athletic director coming to uh, Denver from Minnesota yeah, Duluth, from Josh Burlow. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that'll be. Um... <laughs> Walking down memory lane.
1: Uh, gotta like bull bugs. Wherever they show up, you gotta like them. Pit bulls, not so much, but I like bull well, bugs.
0: You ran into the wrong pit bull, that's all. Yeah,
1: I think so. <laughs> usually... Or, 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 <laughs> as the case may be, I ran into the cement wall trying to avoid being his lunch. Yeah, well. Um... <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah, so, we'll we'll get the knee fixed eventually and yeah. uh, we'll be on our way. But yeah, so anyway, I thought that was curious, curious that the. Uh, and and the by the way, Colorado College, college long... didn't pick up anybody.
0: Yeah, well, we'll ask Chris about that when we get him on the next time. But I, I, I will say this um, um, you know, this time of year when NHL coaches get fired, uh, You know, plenty of, well, who could replace them and this and that. and uh, I did see one story where they talked about coaches that could jump to the NHL, and David Carl was one of them. Um, uh, You know, you could... I could throw he, out a the only dozen reason, names. The only reason
1: a, that name came to the top cause is because he, he won just won a national championship. championship. Yeah, no, there's saying, no, probably... There's no meat behind that whatsoever. No, I
0: get it. I'm just saying I could throw out a dozen names. So um, my point being is if you see those kinds of stories, just ignore them.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was in his office today, Paul. He's got a nice office on the fourth floor at Magnus. Yeah, he's, well, uh, you put yourself he's very comfortable. Yeah, he's very no, comfortable.
0: no reason to leave. You don't you don't have to wonder let's and let's not forget about coming from
1: yeah let's not forget about where uh the, you know the age of david carl as well which he hates talking about by the way um so i'll just mention it this one time but he he's got plenty of years to be an nhl coach down the road if he wants that that uh that position i would just be I wouldn't leave it. I can tell you that, but, you know, that's me. (laughs) Well, I I agree with you. I mean, that could make me
0: wrong because I agree with you. But, you know, know, that's the way it
1: is. (laughs) Well, I can tell you one thing. It was a great visit. It's always fun uh, going to to Magnus and and chatting with the coach. And it's great. Uh, He's always the same demeanor. So I gotta to try to, to, to make him uh laugh a little bit and that's why I threw the Cole Gutman thing in there. I had to say, like, uh, yeah, you know, you sure Cole's not coming in? You sure he's not walking through that door? <laughs>
0: did did you tell him did you have to say, you know, by the way, the new A D's a bulldog, so
1: No, I w I wasn't going there this time. This was his this was his turn to uh to to tout. So I'll tout him the next time I see him. I'll remind him that there's a bulldog as the uh, as the A D now. I'm just saying. I think it's called the vice chancellor too, (laughs) but, but anyway, (laughs) Josh, congratulations on the job. Uh, we know you're going to do a fantastic job. And Paul, the thing that always amazes me about the powerhouses and the, and the teams coming in to college hockey are, you know, last night we talked about the 6,500 students at, um, at Lindenwood. And then we talk about the size of Denver and the size of Colorado college. And to have that much firepower on the national scene, It's just unbelievable and of course we expect lindenwood over time to develop into one of those programs
0: um yeah we hopefully um by the way apparently uh you need to hit one of the call in buttons or something apparently somehow i became the host of this thing
1: oh why'd you do that I don't
0: know. I can hear you, but I don't know if our executive producer can hear you. And that makes her nervous.
1: Well, anyway, the show is over with. So uh, (laughs) go ahead and take it away. I can see my circle lighting up. So hopefully it'll be on the, the re uh, the recast, but take it away
0: from the summer skate studios. Analytics and eyeballs has been brought to you by Drury Inns and suites. Drury Lake Drury Plaza, Lake Buena Vista. The newest official Disney world hotel is booking now for stays starting this October. At DruryHotels.com, Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to our $60 a month plan, which includes an Amazon Prime membership, but you must see one of the stores for details. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player. Show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See SummerSkates.com for more information. the BehindTheMask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith and your game at the premier m one program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. Buy M-Drive supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your needs, new or pre-owned. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza, you'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. For the nearest location to you, go to jetspizza.com. And buy Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts or search ITHSW podcasts, all one word, on whatever your favorite platform is. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the Ice Time Hockey podcast sw.com network
1: very well done my friend for anybody that can still hear me um i will say good night a little good roger night. klein and the peacemakers uh, hello new day and i'll say a big thank you to the head coach of the uh, national champion denver pioneers david carl for joining us tonight talk to you all tomorrow when we good have night. the head coach from long island university brett riley scheduled to join us good night everybody